Mr. Thomas Marvel was sitting with his feet in a ditch. His feet, save for socks of irregular openwork, were bare. His big toes were broad and pricked like the ears of a watchful dog. He was contemplating trying on a pair of boots. He was not at all startled by a voice behind him. They're boots, anyhow," said the voice. "They are charity boots, and which is the ugliest pair in the whole blessed universe? I'm darned if I know." "Hm," said the voice. "And a good country for boots too, in a general way. But it's just my promiscuous luck. I've got my boots in this country ten years or more, and then they treat you like this." "It's a beast of a country," said the voice, "and pigs for people." Ain't it? Said Mister Thomas Marvel. He turned his head over his shoulder to the right to look at the boots of his interlocutor with a view to comparisons, and lo, where the boots of his interlocutor should have been were neither legs nor boots. He was irradiated by the dawn of a great amazement. Where are you, my drunk? Have I had visions? Don't be alarmed. None of your ventriloquizing me. Where are you? Alarmed indeed. Don't be alarmed. You'll be alarmed in a minute, you silly fool. Let me get my mark on you. Mister Thomas Marvel stood bootless and amazed, his jacket nearly thrown off. Peewit said a peewit, very remote. Peewit indeed. This ain't no time for foolery. The down was desolate, east and west, north and south. Swelt me, it's the drink. I might have known. It's not the drink. Oh," said Mister Marvel, and his face grew quite white amidst its patches. I could have swore I heard a voice. Of course you did. It's there again," said Mister Marvel, closing his eyes and clasping his hand on his brow with a tragic gesture. He was suddenly taken by the collar and shaken violently. Don't be a fool! I am off my bloomin' chump, or its spirits. One minute," said the voice penetratingly. "Well," said Mister Thomas Marble, with a strange feeling of having been dug in the chest by a finger. "You think I'm just imagination? What else can you be?" Very well, then I'm going to throw flints at you till you think differently. Whiz came a flint, apparently out of the air. Mister Marvel, turning, saw a flint jerk up into the air, trace a complicated path, hang for a moment, and then fling at his feet with almost invisible rapidity. Whiz it came and ricocheted from a bare toe into the ditch. Mister Thomas Marvel jumped a foot and howled aloud. Then he started to run, tripped over an unseen obstacle, and came head over heels into a sitting position. He lay quiet for a moment. It's a fair do, taking his wounded toe in hand and fixing his eye on the third missile. I don't understand it. Stones flinging themselves, stones talking. Put yourself down, rot away. I'm done. It's very simple. I'm an invisible man. Tell us something I don't know. Oh, you do it. I don't know. I'm beat. That's all. I'm invisible. Anyone could see that. How are you hid? I'm invisible. But where are boots? Here, six yards in front of you. Oh, come! I ain't blind. You'll be telling me next. You're just thin air. 
I'm not one of your ignorant tramps. Yes, I am. Thin air. You're looking through me. Lord! Oh, you made me jump, gripping me like that. Marvel's face was astonishment. I'm dashed, he said, if this don't be cockfighting. Of course, all this isn't half so wonderful as you think. It's quite wonderful enough for my modest wants. Look here, don't knock me about any more. Leave me go, I must get sturdy a bit. And you've pretty near broken my toe. Empty downs, empty sky, nothing visible for miles except the bosom of nature. And then comes a voice, a voice out of heaven, and stones, and a fist. Lord! I've chosen you, said the voice. But if you betray me... I don't want to betray you. Just tell me what i got to do.